Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mason. Today we're throwing it back, gosh, this was one of my early episodes in 2019, February 2019, to Caleb Simpson. Uh, Caleb is living a pretty cool lifestyle, full-time RVing with family, a uh, family of five. And so that's that's no small feat for anybody that might be doing that or anybody that's interested in that. And also, Caleb is a, a racer. He likes to race uh, different, you know, ultra runs and, and big events. So being able to finish a race or check in at home between laps or whatever the race setup is like is pretty cool. He and his wife both operate uh, small businesses from home remotely. So uh, it's something they're able to do. So uh, I asked him a lot about the lifestyle, some misconceptions. Uh, I would love to do this at some point. My kids are a little too young. Uh, or, or I just, I wouldn't want to do it until they can have the memories, you know what I mean? And so right now, we're only dreaming of this, and it's something we might do in the future. And so it was really cool to talk to Caleb. We should do an updated episode because it's been over three years. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy, and I hope it inspires you to think a little differently, think outside of the box when it comes to adventures and what's possible for the lifestyle of you and potentially your family if you had one. So um, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, everybody. So welcome to the show. Today we have uh, Caleb Simpson, and he is coming from his home, which has wheels, and his family of five, including him, all live in this RV. They are, he and his wife are serial entrepreneurs. I'm taking the liberty to say that, Caleb. I don't know if, it, if you call yourself that or not. Yeah, they, they live and work in this home, and Caleb's an ultra runner, owns some businesses. Uh, man, really interesting story. I'm excited to get into it. Caleb, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Super excited to chat. Yes, sir. So uh, usually when I ask the, the first question, um, I kind of know the answer, but today I, I honestly have no clue. Where are you coming from? <laughs> so we, we're we in Texas today, too. We're in Denton, Texas, to be exact. And so it's just that's just north of Dallas. It's a cool little college town. It's actually where I grew up and went to college. And so that, that's where we're at right now. That's awesome. So is that... Is that kind of home for y'all when you're uh, when you're kind of stationary for a little bit? Well, it it had been Austin, Texas. That's where I we were at for eight years when I owned my previous business, and we've you know we don't really have anywhere we call home base right now. That's kind of here for right now. Um, and the main reason we're here, we kind of had a little little bit of a detour. We were kind of expecting to be out in the desert around this time, but um, our, our daughter got sick, so we decided to kind of just stay put for a while and you know let her get better and. Yeah, so yeah, now now we're up here in in Denton, and it's kind of a little little gloomy up here right now. It's been a lot of cold weather, but hey, you know, you take what you get. Dang man, that's uh, is she is she okay now or getting better? Oh least? yeah, oh okay. yeah, she's fine, she's fine. We just decided, you know, I've, you know, I'm sure we might get to this in a little bit, but I just started a new business, so we're kind of trying to stay put for a little bit just so we could focus, you know, focus ma- mainly on that because it gets a little hard to you know, do work when you're constantly, constantly moving around. Yeah. You know, I, I can imagine, I mean, I've moved around independently, but not with a family, man. That's just awesome. That's crazy. So, you know, I, I checked y'all out on Instagram and I see that it says a debt free community and it seemed kind of like maybe that kicked all this off. Tell, tell us like what you do, 
um, and how you and your family ended up living in this RV traveling around and how long you plan on doing it. Okay. So, so currently, um, I'm running a CBD oil company called hip daddies and that's what I do right now. And, you know, and I'm able to do that, you know, completely from the road. Um, prior to this, I ran an energy bar company called bearded brothers and, you know, that was, that was a job that didn't necessarily allow me to travel like we wanted to, but that was what I was doing. And we were running that out of Austin. And when I started that company, we were, my family, we were in debt, you know, we had, I had just gotten married too. So, you know, my wife had about, you know, $40,000 in student loans. I had a car payment and I had a mortgage on a home up here in Denton. You know, like I said, we're here right now. I had, you had a home up here. There was a mortgage on that. So we had this debt up to our eyeballs and we decided to get just, you know, super aggressive and pay that down. Um, so just pretty much every spare dollar we had was going, going to pay down that debt, you know, then eventually kind of the, the housing market turned around. We sold that home, used that money to put towards the student loan. Then all of a sudden, like we looked up, we're like, this debt was paid off and we we're in a position where our lease was about to be up in our apartment and we'd been there for two or three years. So we're kind of done living there, but we didn't know where we wanted to go. Then my wife just got this random idea. She's like, well, why don't we live in an RV? I was like, you're crazy. I was like, there's no way I could live in the RV. And we just had our first daughter at the time. So she was about two at that time. I was like, there's no way we can live in an RV with a little kid. Like, not happening. Holy so, but she kept, I know. It, it's, and I'm, I'm more of the adventure seeker. You know, I used to, you know, do a lot of rock climbing, love to be out, you know, on the rocks every weekend and, you know, doing trail running more now. But, you know, I was more of the adventure type. And like I so said, she was the one trying to convince me to move into an RV, which is crazy. So it didn't, you know, probably after a couple of weeks of mentioning it, we started just kind of trying to crunch the numbers and seeing how that would look. And it's like, oh man, if we, you know, if we sold the truck, I mean, we had every, not the truck, we bought a truck. So we sold, you know, had a Subaru Outback. We sold the Subaru Outback, used that money um, to buy a truck. And we sold almost everything else we owned to end up buying the RV. And so that's how we got into it. Mainly our lease was going to be up and we, we kind of just saw the opportunity and jumped on it. So we, we sold everything we owned, bought an RV, bought a used RV, bought a used truck, and we kind of kicked off our the first leg of our journey. We spent our summer up in Colorado, and you know when we were up there, I ran the Wasatch 100, so that was in Utah. So tra- most of my training was in Colorado. Then we went up to Utah for that, and um, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of the 24 Hours of Horseshoe Hell. It's a rock climbing event, so we went up to that in Arkansas. My my company at the time was a sponsor of that, so we did that, and so we had this big you know three month you know, journey, you know, when we first kicked off, um, you know, living in the RV. I mean, there's so much going on there, but, uh, and that is crazy. You're right. That your, it was your wife's idea. That's so cool. Yeah. What an yeah. adventure. Dang. So, uh, yeah. So w- would you say being debt free kind of k- was able, gave you the freedom and the ability to kind of kick all this off? Oh yeah. To- 100%. I mean, if we, if we still had debt, I don't know that we would have done this. Um, you know, I have run across some people that, you know, kind of do the whole RV thing that are paying off debt, but they're not necessarily traveling. You know, they've just done it from the standpoint of, of downsizing their life, reducing the rent and, you know, and, and using that angle to attack their debt because, I mean, it's, I mean, living in an RV, your rent is like so low. And, and a lot of people think it's like this super expensive lifestyle. I mean, the reality of it is it's not much more expensive than if you owned a home because you're not paying a mortgage, you know, your, your money is, it's going to gas in RV parking parking spots basically which is pretty much comes out to what you'd be paying a mortgage and you know granted rv it's 
you know, things break on it just like it would a home. So the money you would be spending on fix your air conditioner on your home you might be buying new tires on your RV. So, yeah. So, so man, that is crazy. But uh, so, to, so to back up, you started uh, your first company. I want to talk about your companies, um, the one you have now as well. Um, but you started Bearded Brothers, and I did some research on that. That's a that's an organic energy bar. Um, probably similar to cliff bars, what it seemed like. Um, but it was, was it you and your brother that started that? And it, it seemed to really take off. It seems to be a pretty good sized brand now. Oh yeah. So yeah, we, so we started that as about eight years ago now in, so it's my brother-in-law. And so we grew it, we grew it to about 2000 locations nationwide. And about like last year we, we just start, we got stretched in. It's like, it got to the point. I mean, the business was still growing. I mean, it's still there. I mean, we sold we sold the business to another family who had like a family office and they had capital to inject into it. So they basically took over the operations of everything. We kept a little bit of equity and, you know, and that gave us the opportunity to go out and do new things. And it, it was a great opportunity for me because we wanted to be doing a little bit more traveling in the RV. But since we had this production facility in Austin, and just all the in these employees to manage, just we weren't able to get away as much as we wanted. So we saw it as a good opportunity to you know move on and do something new, and at the same time, like continue to see the um, the company that we built up continue to grow and thrive, and um, and continue to see traction and continue to get out there in the market. Man, that's really awesome! Wow, that's so cool. So you sold it. That gave you some money to. Uh do what you're doing now. And how long have you and your wife and uh, family been on the road? So we've been like, so we've been in the RV for three and a half years, almost four years out. And but we haven't been, well, like I said, you know, when we had the other company weren't as mobile as we'd like to have been, we'd get away during the summers or maybe for a week during spring break, we'd, you know, take it to one of my, tr- take the RV to a trail race. So we didn't do as much traveling as we wanted to, but now we have the freedom to move about wherever we want because the new business I'm running, it's, I can run it from anywhere. And so that's kind of what we're doing now. So it kind of, again, once, you know, we saw the exit from bearded brothers, we took off to Colorado. We were up there for a couple months and then we had, we had to come back to Texas. We had a few family weddings and the holidays kicked in and all that stuff. And so, so that's kind of why we're still back here in Texas. We're eventually going to make our way back out West. Um, you know, our, our plan is to late spring, get out to Yosemite, and visit there because I've yet to visit Yosemite. So that's been a dream of mine for a long time. So we'll probably hit up Yosemite, Yosemite in late spring. Um, it's, it's going to be weird going there as a non rock climber though. Cause I always dreamed as going there as a rock climber, but I haven't climbed since I've had three kids. So, <laughs> oh, <I can> imagine <laughs> but that. you know, it's, I mean, still it's got, it's got all the trails and everything. So it's still going to be an amazing experience. I'm sure. Uh, uh, Yosemite is by far my favorite place on, on planet earth. And I, I'm so excited for you guys. That's probably my favorite time to go because the waterfalls are just going to be yeah full, full blast, full steam ahead. Yeah. And it's going to be, you'll, you'll, it's something you'll never forget, man. It's, it's awesome. Nothing like Yosemite yeah. in this whole world to me. I'm a little biased. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't doubt it. I'm super, we're super excited. I mean, I know the pictures I see don't even do it justice. So we can't, we can't wait to get out there. Dang. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm so excited about that for you <laughs> and your whole family. They're going to love it. Um, so man, that is crazy. So uh, why, why an RV and why, why that radical and then get into how difficult is it really 
because you have lived life running a business um, just like you were before from a home, stationary. How much different and how much more difficult is it to do what you do now? So what I, what I'm doing now is is much easier. Um, so I'll kind of I'll speak I'll speak first to like the transition into the RV. Like okay, I mean that was like way easier than I thought it was going to be, and it's like and it's so much it's so freeing just not to have all this stuff to deal with because you know I I've owned a home before I know what it's like. It's like you're constantly having to deal with upkeep and maintenance, and there's always things going on. There's always stuff you have to deal with. And so like, it's just so freeing to like not have as much stuff to deal with. And kind of part of our family mission statement is to enjoy experiences over possessions. And so we put most of our focus on, you know, going outside, being outdoors, like doing, you know, trail races, you know, going camping and just doing all these things that, you know, put us outdoors in the nature. And that's, I mean, the RV helps with that. It's like, cause you're pretty much always outdoors and the RV is so small, you end up just naturally going outside a lot because you're in the small space, um, in the small space itself, you know, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like, we're used to it. And like now when we, you know, occasionally we might house sit for a friend or visit a friend, we kind of get overwhelmed in such a big environment and so much space and so much stuff to clean. Um, and like in an RV, it's like your house may get messy fast, but it takes like 10 to 20 minutes to clean up the entire house. It's crazy. Um, but in terms of the business now, it's like, I'm, I'm doing a business now, then can be run remotely because I got, you know, somebody else taking care of my manufacturing. And so mainly all I have to focus on is the customer service and the marketing was before I'm like, I'm managing a facility, I'm managing employees, I got a business partner. And so now everything is just like much more conducive to the lifestyle we want to live because there's less, less overhead, less problems, less stressors. And it's just like, you know, pretty a pretty straightforward business model that allows us um, a lot more freedom and flexibility. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. Hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, I was going to ask them. That was my next set of questions is how, how did you get into the business you do now and how have you managed to basically get it so automated where you can operate a business out of your tiny house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so the business I'm in now is C, like we said just earlier at the start of the show, CBD, CBD oil. Um, the company is hemp daddies. And I got into this like for, because of some chronic injuries I've had. So I've been struggling with like Achilles tendonitis from, you know, my trail running. And I've also had like chronic bursitis in my shoulder from a car accident years ago. And somebody has suggested, oh, well, have you tried CBD oil yet? It's like, well, yeah, I, I know what it is. I'm very aware of it. Um, and, you know, just was a fan of it, even though I've never even tried it. So I was like, well, this stuff is probably good. So I should go ahead and try it. And so I got my first bottle of CBD oil from an MLM company. And the stuff worked amazing. I, like I started seeing results like almost immediately. Um, I was sleeping better and I never struggled to sleep that much. I was mainly I could fall asleep easy, but I would wake up a few times a night um, I started sleeping better, like the inflammation in my Achilles tendonitis and bursitis was going down. And I was like, well, this stuff is amazing. Um, and I'd randomly heard some guys on a podcast talking about CBD oil. And they had a farm up in Colorado. And these guys were based out of Austin, where I was at right now. So I was like, I got to talk to these guys. So we met up and had some beers and just talked all about CBD oil in the industry, the things that were wrong with it and the things that they're fixing it's like these guys know what they're doing, and so, like, 
I just knew right then that I wanted to be involved in the industry. I didn't, I didn't yet know how I was going to be involved because I was still, I still owned Bearded Brothers at the time. We'd even thought about putting it in our products, but never really pulled the trigger. Um, but after we kind of transitioned out of the business, it's like, well, I got to do something else. And I really don't want to go work from someone else because I'm going to be punching a clock. I'm going to be on their schedule. So I gave the guys a call and said, hey, I want to start selling, you know, start selling CBD oil. And so they're like, all right, cool. And they, they have a manufacturing operation. They, they grow all their own hemp. It's USDA organic hemp. They grow it all. They extract it. They produce the products. And so they're basically producing the products to my specification and they warehouse it for me. They ship it out of their, their warehouse as well. So like, I don't have to touch the inventory. You know, I get my own, I get my own products and I keep a few extras for sending out samples and things like that. But for the most part, these guys are handling you know, the production into things and the shipping into things. So that frees me up. I mean, like I said, all I have to do is customer service and the marketing into things. And right now, right now it's a one man show. We're still small enough that I'm, I'm doing it all myself. And, and as I grow this business, my plan is to not, you know, go get an office and settle down. It's going to be hire more, more people like myself who want to work remotely, um, and have more flexibility. And I'll start hiring people like that. They can work out of their home or their RV or wherever, and, you know, they'll be my team that works with me rather than, you know, having this, you know, central location that everyone has to go into and punch a clock because there's so many people out there that want similar lifestyles that were, are willing to work jobs like this. And so that's kind of my plan for, you know, long-term growth is just adding other remote people like myself that can help grow the business. I love it. Absolutely love it. I, I love the mindset. I love the philosophy going into it just to say, I like, I got my hand up right now because I'm one of those people that wants that kind of lifestyle. I don't want to go. Yeah punch a clock for somebody. I want to do something I, I care about and believe in. Um, before I get more into what CBD is, cause I'm, I'm not super aware. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. How, how difficult is it to run all that out of your RV with three kids running around? <laughs> it, it, it's not too hard. I mean, like I have to like a couple of days a week, I'll, I'll go off to a coffee shop, you know, so I can really get some focused work done. Mm. Um, but for the most part, I just shut myself in, went into the RV and crank out some work and, you know, the family, they'll, okay, they'll get out and go on in a little adventure. They, they're off at the library in town right now, and it's too cold for them to hang outside right now. But, you know, if it was nice outside, they'd be outside playing. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's not that hard. There are difficult times if we have like, you know, a day, three days straight of rain and cold. It gets a little, it gets a little frustrating, but for the most part, it's like it's, it's not too hard. How about what would your wife say? Would she agree with you that it, she it, – because it was, you know, she was the one that pushed this? Does, does she like what it's become? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And like, and she's got a little side business of her own too that she kind of works in, works in little spare spare pockets as well. Mm. Um, we were kind of trying to more balance 50-50 work, but we kind of learned that that didn't work. And her, more of her gifting, she she even feels like this that her more more of her gifting is the homemaker, taking care of the kids, doing the homeschool, you know, cooking the meals, things like that. She really loves that. And so we we've struck a good. Um, kind of work-life balance where I'm doing most of the work and she's helping take care of the home. And so that frees me up to really focus on, you know, growing the business. Um, and she still gets time to work on her business here and there as well. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a win-win for both of us. My, my, my wife and I are, are mulling over ideas like this. We're wanting to split our time between Florida and Colorado right now. We're based in Denver. Um, but I got, I got a couple, you know, businesses that keep me here right now one in particular and then this this podcast can be done anywhere of course but um 
No, that's definitely in the works for us as well. So I love learning about this from people that are, you know, actually doing it. So man, so you, you got chronic pain. Um, you know, I've been dealing with some of that and a lot of people have been telling me about CBD oil. A lot of my friends who are athletes, who are runners, but I still don't know a whole lot about it. They're like, what is it and what's the benefits and what do you do with it? How do you ingest it? Is it something that's external? Like, like what's it like? I don't know anything about it really. Yep. All right, cool. I'll kind of give you just a little, little elevator pitch. So, so CBD stands for cannabidiol, which is one of many, like, like over 100, 200 different cannabinoids found in both the cannabis and the hemp plant. And so where I think a lot of people get confused, they think, okay, CBD, it's, it's part of the marijuana plant. I don't have anything to do with that. What's well, actually totally different. So there's basically, you know, with the cannabis plant, you basically have your marijuana plant and you have your hemp plant and they're Two almost, they're from the same, like, I guess species may be the right term. I could be wrong on that, but they're almost the same thing. But they're different in the sense that, like, the hemp plant contains little to no THC, not enough to get you high at all. Like, the I think this, the federal mandate is, like, 0.3% THC or less. And the cannabis plant, on the other hand, is your marijuana plant where, you know, your recreational, even some of your medicinal users are looking for that THC to get that high or even... A lot of people are even using the THC for pain relieving properties, but CBD can also provide some of that as well. And so you get a lot of the medicinal and therapeutic benefits um, from CBD, but it comes without the high. So a lot of people are using it for chronic pain. Some people are using it for anxiety and stress and things like that. Um, my wife, she had, after our third child, she ended up having to get on antidepressant medications and she hated it. We're kind of we're a pretty natural family. We don't like to do medications if we don't have to. Then eventually she transitioned off those medications and replaced it with CBD. So people are using it to replace, you know, ADHD medicine, anxiety medicine, depression medicine. So it's being used as a replacement for a lot of these medications are really bad. Um, a lot of veterans are using it to combat PTSD. People are replacing like opioids with um, CBD oil because it's, you know, a really powerful anti-inflammatory and can help cut down you know, on those chronic pain issues a lot of people have. And, and it's really great for athletes too because it is anti-inflammatory. You know, it can help you recover faster. It can help you heal from injuries quicker. Um, and it's actually a really good sleep aid too. So if you're somebody who struggles with sleep, um, CBD can help with that. And, you know, as you know, like, you know, people are athletes, you know, they need sleep is an important part of recovery. So I always like to kind of tout that benefit of it as well. So that's kind of a little nutshell um pitch I like to give. Uh, it sounds like you were a fan of it for your own pain before trying to sell it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 100%. Um, in like even, you know, with kind of like the transition out of the old company, that was pretty stressful time. And, you know, I noticed like, I mean, I remember sitting with a friend, another friend in the industry over coffee. He's like, you don't seem stressed at all. It's like, I know it's kind of weird. It's like, I've been taking the CBD stuff. I think it's helping. Um, and so like, even through these really stressful times, I mean, yeah, it was, I still felt the stress at times, but for the most part, I mean, I was still sleeping well at night, which, you know, for somebody who going through really stressful times, that's usually kind of an issue. So like once I saw the benefits from the stress relieving aspects, combining that with like the relief I was getting from chronic pain, that kind of just reemphasized to me even more like, how awesome this product is and how, and how involved I want to be in this industry and helping people get relief from, you know, similar problems that I've been having. We've had previous guests on the show that, uh, I'm friends with now. And, uh, 
he absolutely swears by it. He's been promoting it for a while now, and uh, he said that's the the only thing he's found that's relieved his uh, back pain that allows him to still work and raise a family and everything else. And uh, even my grandfather was promoting it, someone I never thought, someone I didn't think even knew anything about it. He's telling me all about it when yeah. I was home for the holidays. So, Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Um, where do you guys choose to go with your, with your RV? Cause you know, cause you can run the business from anywhere and, uh, I assume your wife, uh, her, her side business can as well. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. Yep. She works for a hair care company. That's, um, a direct sales company, hair care. So she can work hers from anywhere as well. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we honestly don't have that much of a plan right now. We're just kind of going wherever the wind takes us and that's kind of where i mean we're up in denton right now it wasn't our original plan like i mean we're going to start heading out west but then it's funny too because when our daughter got sick and we needed to stay put for a little bit we we pulled up the weather in like the guadalupe mountains where we were planning on going and it was like low of 14 degrees i'm like oh man like maybe it wasn't gonna give me the best idea to head that direction just yet i mean being in the rv with the kids and not having a way to keep the tank keep our tanks from freezing it's like okay so that that's why we're up in north texas right now kind of waiting for it to get a little warmer before we start moving the wheels again um and plus we have a lot of friends and family up here too so you know it's don't mind sticking around when we got you know people you love and stuff like that wow so so when you when you go to travel it's really just you know you want to go see colorado or yellowstone or the pacific northwest and you just kind of start planning that and playing it by ear because your home is yes. Well, where do you park it? So, yep, totally. Yeah, and you, we do have to make kind of tentative plans, like especially if we're going to be, you know, staying in any RV parks, like because especially during the summer, like you have to make your reservations or you're not going to get a spot. Um, I mean, we're kind of we're set up now where we can do some boondocking, where we can do some camping with no hookups. But I mean, our rig is 35 feet long, so we're kind of limited to where we can get to with that. Um, especially in Colorado, further out West, there's a lot more stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things too, we're kind of hoping to do more of in the future is, you know, more off the grid type camping. So we're not, you know, dishing out money for these RV parks that can get expensive. Uh, Something about vehicles to me really stresses me out. My wife and I were up in the mountains two, two Christmas Eves ago and, uh, our transmission went out on a pass during a blizzard on Christmas Eve as it was getting dark with no cell phone service. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty uh, stressful event, just trying to find a way to get out of that because the temperature was dropping rapidly. Uh, we were stranded. And uh, now, even now, I'm just a little bit like worrisome about just vehicles breaking down. And I just see... Uh, back in November, y'all were going down the road and your tires flew off the RV. Oh, yeah. Like, what yep. the heck? What happened? How the heck did that happen? I mean, they're literally just not there. Yeah, they, it, you, the, like you said, the wheels literally flew off the RV. So what had happened oh there? We gosh. had, yeah, it, that was, it was a nightmare. Like, we, we've, we've had our share of stressors on the road, like the truck breaking down, like a tire blowing out. And with roadside assistance, it's like you just call roadside assistance, you get taken care of. It might interrupt your trip for a bit, but like we pretty we're pretty good at rolling with the punches. But that was stressful, and mine I mean my mind was just exploding with that one. But what had happened there is like our RV had been in the shop because of like a small flood. They had to repair some insulation, and I was like, you know, go ahead and take a look at my brakes. I think the brakes like got shot on our 
last trip back from Colorado. And so he looked at him, sure enough, he said, yeah, you need new brakes. You need new drums as well. I was like, okay, go ahead, replace it all. You know, we travel the country. We got to be safe. So, you know, they replaced all that, you know, gave us our rig. And, and I remember sitting there as he's like showing me all the stuff he did. I remember looking at the lug nuts and thinking, that's, that's different lug nuts, but okay, whatever. Like didn't think much of it. Then, I mean, we're literally two miles down the road from leaving the shop and like, and I felt what I thought was a blowout. And so I just immediately start pulling over. And as I'm pulling over, I see a tire flying down the road. I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened here? Holy cow. And so, and I get out of the truck expecting to have to jack it up and put on a spare. But then I see both tires on my driver's side are gone. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and right about that same time, the RV shop was calling me back. I'm like, oh man, they've already realized their problem. But he was actually calling me about another problem. He said, oh, I forgot to put a part, a part on your, on your toilet. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, so, I, so this RV tech is calling me, and I was like, hey, dude, you got to get down the road right now. Um, he's like, well, what's going on? I was like, the tires just flew off my RV. Oh he's my like, what God. are you talking about? I was like, both tires on my driver's side literally flew off. Oh I'm on the God. side of the road. He's like, okay, I'm coming over right now. And so he comes over there with the jack and. Like we found one of the tires, the other tire we never even found. Um, and he's sitting there telling me, he's like, okay, yeah, we'll need you to take it back to the shop. I was like, no, you're taking it to the shop and you're going to put me and my family up in a hotel. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm tr- he's trying to tell me, oh, no one, everyone at the shop is gone. I'm like, well, somebody at the shop is going to get their truck and come here and get my RV. Um, so they thankfully, you know, owned up to their mistake and they took it back in and they fixed it and, they even put new axles on the RV for me because I was like, hey, look, guys, this thing, these axles could be damaged. I want you to take care of it. So thankfully, they were, you know, had enough integrity to admit their mistake and took mm-hmm. care of all that. But it, it was still it was just a huge hassle. Um, and, and that's one of the one of the things we've kind of come to realize. It's, it's a trade off when you're living this lifestyle. It's like you're going to have problems. Things are going to come up. Inconveniences are going to happen. Um, but, you know, thankfully, there's, you know, there's some good insurance plans out there you can get. So we have a plan in place now where, you know, we can, we can have hotel stay coverage for up to a month if, you know, our RV or truck has to go in the shop for any reason. So we got coverage in place and we, we upped our coverage after this last incident, just in case, you know, <laughs> something like that happened again. Damn, um, no but yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's just, I mean, it's kind of a trade-off. You gotta, you gotta be prepared for it. And it, and it helps to go in there with the mindset of, Okay, something something will go wrong. Um, it's just a matter of when. I'm sure that all the joys that come from it just completely make up for it. And honestly, the this stuff's going to happen into a normal house. It's, you know, oh, your, yeah. your wheels yeah. ain't going to fall off your normal house usually, but uh, something's going to happen. I mean, yep. There's there's oh, yeah. weather. There's there's anything. There's break-ins. I mean, there's all kinds of fl- flooding. I- anything can. Go. I mean, if if your RV was flooded, I'm, I was it from inside the RV or was it from weather? Okay, that's that's an embarrassing story. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so our you got to tell so it now. It's, it's I'll just tell it brief. So like our the there's a little pedal on these RV toilets. They're all different, but they it's basically this little spring-loaded flusher, and the spring broke. So you all you had to manually flush the thing, pull it, push it down, pull it up. And if you didn't pull it all the way up, water would slowly trickle into the bowl. And that's what happened one night before we went to bed. You know, I think it was me, um, but it could have been my son getting up during the night. We don't know for sure. 
Um, but water was just slowly trickling into the bowl overnight and it overfilled that bowl and it was overfilling for eight hours straight. And we didn't know it until we woke up the next morning and we see this, the water everywhere. We're like, Oh my gosh. Um, thankfully it didn't come into the home. It all went outside the RV and kind of soaked up into the insulation underneath. And there's a little under like skirted underbelly that it kind of went into. So none of it came into the home. Thankfully it all kind of just went into the, the subfloor, which they had, they had to pull out, you know, there's a little barrier that, you know, that holds that insulation up. They had to pull all that out, pull, rip all the insulation out, you know, and put new stuff up in there. So it, it could have been much worse than it has than it was like, you know, after this happened, you know, other people like, you know, Instagram and, Facebook friends reached out to us. Oh yeah, something like that happened to us. And, you know, another RV couple we know like similar, almost exact same thing happened to them, but only all the water came into their home. Um, and so it's apparently not an uncommon thing in an RV, but you know, it just, it's one of those things that's like, you kind of kick yourself for not fixing a problem sooner. Um, and it ends up becoming worse. And then your tires fall off. <laughs> yep. And, and as a result, the tires fall off. <laughs> Wow. I mean, what a, what an adventure, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, that was, that's, that was a, it was a crazy end of the year. It's like all that stuff kind of happened at the end of the, at the end of last year. And so it was kind of like just a little overwhelming that it all happened at one time. Um, you know, stuff happening here and there, isn't that stressful but when a whole bunch of stuff happens at once? It's like, you're just like, what's going on here? <laughs> that's so funny, man. That's, that's crazy. No, but, uh, it just kind of all seems to happen at once. I know, yep. know the feeling. That's kind of how life works. Yep. And then you, you know, we haven't had any vehicle problems for a couple of years now, and I'm just waiting for it to all fall apart at the same time. <laughs> but um, what what does uh, you know? You are you're a family of of three kids, um, and you and your wife, and y'all live in an RV. What do the people around you think about that? Do they think you're crazy? Or they kind of accepted it now, and how do y'all react yeah. to that? Yeah, so our our family's initial reaction—they're like, everyone said you're crazy, you're you're going to drive each other nuts, you're going to get divorced, it's never going to work, and <laughs> here we are, you know, almost four years later, and super happy, and like kind of like, hey, well, what's up now? We're doing fine, um, you know. And it's in the point now. A lot of people, I feel like, are you know, kind of. I mean, I don't know if envious is the right word, but they, they, they love kind of the lifestyle we're living in and kind of wish they could do it too. And so, and it's kind of, in some sense, it's inspirational and motivational to others to also kind of step out and do the same thing. Um, and we do occasionally run into people like, oh man, that's crazy. I could never do that. And, you know, um, but it's like, they think they can never do it until they actually do it, which was kind of how it was for me. It's like, at first I thought I couldn't do that, but we just jump headlong into it and we're still doing it and we don't see ourselves stopping anytime soon. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do y'all, do y'all see yourselves doing this for a while? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we don't, we don't know when a stopping point is. We are kind of starting to dream about, you know, where would we maybe want to settle down long-term and get a home? Um, you know, the big dream is some sort of, you know, nice mountain home with a good view, um, with, quick access to trails. That's kind of like the dream. If we were going to settle down, it's, that's going to be the type of environment we want to be in. Um, somewhere like Golden, like we love Golden, especially there's an RV park we get to stay in all the time. It's like right in downtown, like right on Clear Creek, walking distance. You can, you're on the trail within like two minutes of walking. And so just like, you know, environments like that or stuff we really 
really kind of high on the list for when we do finally settle down. But for right now, we don't see it stopping within the next year or two, at least. It's funny you say that, man. That's uh, that's where I live. It, it, it's great. It, we don't have a view from here, but it, it must be nice because everybody else wants to be out here too. So, <laughs> but yes, that's a. Uh, I think I know the RV park you're talking about, actually. Oh yeah, um, it's it's a really it's a really cool park. Cool. That's all. I'm sure there's, there's probably a lot of other people there doing what y'all are doing. Oh yeah, totally. And it's it's kind of a no frills park, but the location just can't be beat. And like, and they and they take long term people during the off season. So like during the summer, it's like two week is your max stay there, but you can literally like leave for two days and come back. Um, and so we, we've done that before. We've like stayed there for a couple weeks, gone to another park for a week, then gone back to that one because we loved it so much. Um, but we're even thinking at some point going up there and staying in the off season because you can stay there long term. And just leave your RV park there for like several months at a time. But it's the only time they allow that is in, during the off season. Mm, okay. So so when you do that, you're always able to find a spot when you come back two days later? No, you still have to reserve it. Like, okay. I mean, we've, when we've done that, we've reserved it like, I think it's 60 days in advance with that place. It's crazy. Okay. No, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it, man. I can totally, in, within a few years, see us doing what y'all are doing. And I think more and more people, sensible people, People that are running businesses, raising families, are realizing that uh, this house thing is overrated. I remember my dad telling me my whole life, every time something went wrong with the house, I remember being like 12 years old and him saying, Dadgum, owning a house is so overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> he right? He says it to this day. But, I you know, know it's, uh, it's all about preferences and what you're willing to do, man. And that sounds like an awesome adventure. And Yeah, uh, it is. So, yeah. So, so with your business, you want to grow it. You're going to, you know, hopefully grow a team. That's the plan and and keep living this lifestyle. Um, any other future plans with you and your family as they get older? Are y'all going to continue to homeschool them or as some of our listeners call it world school? Yeah. So we've, I mean, we've thrown out set me wild schooling, unschooling, homeschooling, you know, I don't, whatever you, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, right now our, our oldest is six in, you know, middle child's four. And so, you know, the oldest is really the only one doing homeschool right now. The main emphasis right now is just on reading and lots of outdoor time. And the four-year-olds, he's even picking up on it because he sit there and watches her do her lessons. And so it's like, you know, we don't, I mean, Christy, my wife is more, she's more the homeschool minded one and is kind of planning all this stuff out, but she's got a few different philosophies she likes, she likes in terms of the homeschooling. But yeah, we definitely, you know, our plan is to homeschool them all the way through high school and you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes though. You know, who knows, you know, life, life always throws you curveballs. you know, things could change. You never know. Wow. Well, y'all sound like the right type of people to be, uh, to be willing to roll with it. Yep. <laughs> We're pretty flexible. That's awesome. So, uh, any, any big trail runs coming up or uh, races coming up for you? Yeah. My, my plan is to do run rabbit run 100 up mm-hmm. in steamboat Springs mm-hmm. in September. That's kind of my goal. Um, I had that on the calendar last year, but kind of life got in the way and we didn't make it up there. Um, it's funny, we ended up making it up there around that time, but I didn't get the training in necessary um, just because, you know, life happened and got in the way. But, you know, my hope, my hope is to actually, you know, get it back on the schedule this year and get out there and, and run that one. Because my, my ultimate goal is to do um, the Hard Rock 100, but I need oh, yeah. need as many qualifiers as I can get to actually get into that race. So That's a tough one right there, man. But Yep. Uh, any other advice you want to share with families maybe – sitting here wanting to make a resolution and say, let's, let's do something different with our life. Anything you, uh, you've learned along the way that you could share? 
Man, I think I would say when I don't know what so the biggest thing for me and that I like to tell other people is like you just you just got to do it. It's like I mean I think as humans are it's kind of na- this human nature to have like all these limiting beliefs just because of the way we've been raised and the way we've been taught and the way society um, teaches us, you know, to, you know, go after the American dream, get a job, get a home. Like this, this is just the way it is. It's what you have to accept. That's just totally not true. It's just, it's a limiting belief. If like if there's something you want out there, like figure out how to make it happen and just go do it. Um, because chances are it can happen. Um, and like in this lifestyle, like I was saying earlier, it's not like it's this big expensive lifestyle. A lot of people, you know, they just automatically think, oh, yeah, that's so expensive. I can never do that. You know, people that do that are filthy rich. I mean, it's just it's absolutely not the case. Um, it's like I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you want to live this type of lifestyle, anybody can do it. You just got to just got to make the plan and, and make it happen. And it, and it is funny that people say it's more expensive because I'm like, you know, you're living in something twice the size of your truck. I mean, it seems like it, that would be cheaper <laughs> than living in a yeah. big old McMansion, you know? Oh, yeah, but, Totally. Well, Caleb, man, thanks so much for being on the show. You know, we're going to share it. We'll share links to your business. How, how can people be in touch with you? That's the last thing I needed to ask you. How can they follow you guys and how can they um, find out more about your business? Okay. Yeah. So, so the best way for the business is um, hemp daddies, H E M P D A D D Y S dot com. And you mind if I share a coupon code for the listeners? Yeah. Would that be all right? Oh, I'd be, okay. absolutely. Let's see here. Let's do. Um, let me throw let's do adventure 10 we'll make that the coupon code um and make a little note here so i'll remember to do that and we're on so instagram is probably the best way to follow the business and it's just hemp underscore daddies um unfortunately i couldn't get hemp daddies all one word so it's hemp underscore daddies and for our family travels um freedom and toe is what we are on instagram and from there, you we have a link tree on there. You'll be able to follow us on all the other accounts. And same with Hemp Daddies as well. If you look at our bio links there, you can find us in other places also. All right, cool. That that'll be great to follow you guys. I've already started following you on Instagram. Your your uh, your family's travels because my my wife and I we want we were going to do something like this. So it's lo- I love to hear from firsthand experience, uh, folks, what what this is like. Well. Caleb, thanks so much for being on the show, man. And tell your family thanks for uh, thanks for giving you a little time to do the interview. Yeah, you bet. Thanks so much. It was it was a pleasure being on the show. All right. Well, have fun and safe travels wherever y'all go, and try to hold on to all them tires. All right, we'll do. Thanks, man. All right, see ya. All right, bye. First of all. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun.